From How to Barbecue Right Studios in Hernando, Mississippi, Rooster Production brings you Under the Water Tower, presented by Team Couch of Birch Realty Group. And now, here are your hosts, Matt Crane and Derek Biglane. Morning, Matt. Morning, Derek. Today we have a special interview uh, with three of the counselors from the Hernando High School. The show today will consist solely of that interview. Uh, but before we get to that, we've got to get to some business. This special episode and each episode of the UTW podcast brought to you by Team Couch of Birch Realty Group. Team Couch of Birch Realty Group possesses over 63 years of combined real estate experience when it comes to residential real estate in the Mid-South. Also possess over 25,000 closings since 2009. That's 25,000 closings on the buying or selling side of residential real estate in the Mid-South. Just an absolute group of rock stars over at Team Couch of Birch Realty Group, ranked as a top team in Mississippi by America's real estate professionals. They are full-time, full-service realtors, which, which means they're available to you each and every day, 24-7, 365. Give them a call at 662 662- 449-1700. That's 662-449-1700. Or look them up at teamcouch.com. That's teamcouch.com. Today's special episode and the interview took place at the How To Barbecue Right Studios. How To Barbecue Right Shop is located just 500 yards past Connection Gymnastics on Memphis Street. This store has everything a man needs for barbecue, crawfish, and all other kinds of outdoor cooking. They have sauces, thermometers, cast iron, cutting boards, rubs, knives, and also really cool high-end smokers. If you've ever seen Malcolm's How to Barbecue Right cooking videos on YouTube, please stop by and see his store today. Again, 500 yards past Connection Gymnastics right here in Hernando. You can give them a call at 662-912-9947. That's 662-912-9947. Or find them on Facebook at H2Q Malcolm Shop. That's H. 2Q Malcolm Shop. Thank you to Team Couch of Birch Realty Group for being our presenting sponsor and How to Barbecue Right for being our studio sponsor for 2021. Lauderdale Insurance Agency, owned and operated by Sam Lauderdale, longtime Hernando resident and former alderman for the city, is located at 11 West Commerce Street in Hernando, Mississippi. The Lauderdale Insurance Agency has 118 years of insurance experience and will help you to manage the risk of your everyday life. Call, email, or stop by the agency and see if any of their licensed team members can help to provide you auto, home, business, or life insurance. Please compare their coverage, their service, and price is the best in DeSoto County. Please call 662-429-5213 or look them up on Facebook at Lauderdale Insurance Agency, Inc. or their website, samlauderdale.net. Podcast brought to you by Williams Services. Williams Services is a veteran-owned and operated business with years of experience in lawn care, landscaping, mulching, and more. Owner Richard Williams and his team can assist you with a multitude of outdoor home needs. Richard continues to ask Vermont UTW podcast listeners that they specialize in fencing. That's new fences, repairing fences, new gates, or any other projects like that at your home. Please give Richard and his team a call at 662-292-8855. That's 662-292-8855. Or find him on Facebook at Williams Lawn Services. That's Williams Lawn Services on Facebook. Please continue to remember that Williams Lawn Services also specializes in leaf removal. 
leaf removal for your gutters, leaf removal for all of your property. Uh, they can do anywhere from a small yard to a large uh, several acre tract of land. So if you need leaf removal, please reach out to Richard and his team at 662-292-8855. I want to say thank you again to our newest sponsor, DeSoto Family Dental Care. DeSoto Family Dental Care is literally a presence right under the water tower in Hernando. Possessing over 60 years of combined dental experience, Dr. Seymour, Paroli, and Trotter are committed to providing a gentle and caring approach while focusing on the aesthetic beauty and long-lasting health of your smile. The practice is open Monday through Friday, providing hygiene appointments, general dentistry, including implants and implant-supported dentures, and also offers Invisalign. DFDC makes use of modern technology such as digital scanning, intraoral cameras, digital x-rays, and autoclave sterilization. An in-house lab allows your dentist to be fully involved in the lab process and the end result. The office is designed to provide a safe, comfortable, and relaxing atmosphere for their patients. You can be confident that the goal of each staff member is to create a comfortable environment to provide you with a relaxing, personalized dental care. Visit their office today to see the difference or call them at 662-429-5239. That's 662-429-5239 to set up your appointment today. North Point Christian School has had a great start to the second semester. For the semester, they welcomed 17 new students. These students in grades PK through 12 decided they just couldn't wait for next fall and have joined the North Point family at the opening of the spring semester this January. Over the last couple of months, NCS has encouraged parents, families, and students interested in North Point to come see them at their safe and socially distanced monthly Preview the Point open house events. Many have taken them up on their invitations to campus and have, have observed directly how North Point upholds the strictest safety and health guidelines while maintaining continuity and learning excellence both online and in person. If you are interested in learning more about North Point and how this amazing school community might serve your students, they have their next Preview the Point open house coming up this Sunday, January 24th at 2 p.m. Reservations are required and can be made by calling Sheila Sheeran at 662-349-5127. Again, it's this Sunday, January 24th at 2 p.m. Please call 662-349-5127. Our last advertiser before we turn to the wonderful interview with the counselors at from Hernando High School is Magical Destinations of Hernando. Whether it's that trip to Disney World, Universal Studios, or that tropical getaway, these ladies can help you plan the trip of your dreams. They work to get you the best rates with headache-free planning. Magical Destinations is locally owned and operated right here in Hernando. Give them a call today to start your magical getaway. You can reach them at 662-469-6304. That's 662-469-6304. Or find them on Facebook and Instagram at Magical Destinations Unlimited. That's Magical Destinations on Facebook and Instagram to begin planning the trip of your dreams. We want to thank all of our sponsors. We really do appreciate the, the trust that you put in us and appreciate just allowing us to advertise uh, your and get your, your marketing out there for your companies each and every week. Late last week, Matt sat down with uh, three of the counselors at Hernando High School and just had a great interview uh, talking about many different things, many different subjects uh, that pertain you know, mainly to, obviously, 10th graders, 11th graders uh, for this area. Uh, but also, I think that uh, you know, many different people, those maybe that have junior high that are coming up into high school, those that are seniors uh, that may, you know, still have a little time left, maybe have not made their decision uh, on kind of what they want to do. Uh, so I think it pertains to, a, you know, a wide variety of families. And so I hope that you will listen in. I hope that you, uh, you know, listen to what these wonderful ladies have to say. And so we will go to that interview 
now. Excited to welcome in the three high school counselors from Hernando High School uh, right here under the water tower. These three ladies have agreed to give us some of their time this morning, visit with us about their experiences as high school counselors, experiences over the last 20 plus years in school counseling. So just some neat stories and, and, and different opportunities, but they're really going to share about uh, your kids, uh, share about the opportunities that they have at Hernando High School. Uh, listeners, if your child if your child does not go to Hernando High School, that is okay. These ladies are very knowledgeable in what's going on in the, the high school age groups, uh, high school, uh, the things that are needed for college, things that are needed each and every day uh, for, for your teen out there. So it's going to be a great interview. I uh, just want to introduce these ladies. Uh, Miss Ann Goss. Uh, Miss Ann Goss is uh, from Hernando, has been in uh, DeSoto County her entire life and just a, a great asset to uh, the Hernando High School uh, Counseling Department. Candy Garrison, also a longtime DeSoto County resident. Candy and I exchanged a little pleasantries earlier. We, uh, she grew up close to where I'm from, and so we, we know a little bit of kind of some of the same areas. Possesses over, Candy, you don't mind me saying, 27 years experience in school counseling. So thank you for your past service and 27 more, maybe? Maybe. And then Deanna Wood. Deanna's a longtime DeSoto County resident, lived in Hernando now for over a decade. Uh, again, another great asset to the counseling department there at her Hernando High School. Listeners, these ladies possess over 60 years of school experience that is helping your child uh, kind of work through their high school experience. And we just thank you all. As a parent, guys, I really do thank you for that. And also, all three of these ladies are nationally board certified when it comes to school counseling. So definitely just pat on the back to you guys and, and Coach Case over at the high school for assembling such a good team. So listeners, what we're going to do is we're going to start kind of working things this way. We're going to act like picture yourself as an eighth grader and we're going to work your way from coming from middle school over to high school, uh, what that looks like, that process, uh, what to expect maybe as an incoming freshman, what to expect as you start to you know, learn the waters of Hernando High School. Again, not just Hernando High School, more than likely any high school in DeSoto County is going to be offering the same type of situation. So just follow me on that. Of these three ladies, Miss Ann Goss is going to be the person that's going to help us through that. Ann, good morning. Good morning. Uh, Ann's specialty, or at least the topic she's going to help us with, is, is new graduation options, which we'll get to. And then also the ACT test, which is such an important component of, of today's high school experience. Uh, taking it early and often, I think, is something that we're going to talk about. So, hey, Ann, before we get started talking about the ACT uh, and different prep and then the, the new graduation options, uh, experiences maybe as a freshman at Hernando High School. Take me back to March. Uh, you guys had a heck of a test. Uh, I mean, really world-changing you know, situation last March. Everybody knows what we're talking about, the coronavirus here in America. What was that like being a counselor in, in that school year, the end of that school year? Um, it was definitely a different experience. When we came home from spring break and we found out we were not going back to school, it is um, it's definitely a scary feeling, not being able to actually see the kids at school. I would probably speak for all of us. Our house t turned into our office, and one would think that, you may seem to work less at home, but it was probably two or three times our normal workload because you had to be sure and try to engage students online or even offering, um, we had a doxy me where we could do counseling online, um, trying to stay in communication with parents and really get to that level of being able to stay in touch with the Zooms and things like that. I'm very thankful to Mr. Esselton for giving us the opportunity to go back to school and to really see the students um, face to face. But March through May, we made it. We were thankful. We had already done all of our course requests. I'd already met with the eighth grade parents. So we were really ahead of the game as far as planning for the upcoming school 
school year. We were finishing the year trying to, to finish that out with graduation and had those things to focus on. Candy, your experience in that uh, last year, last March, when thing turned upside down, your experience? It was difficult um, because we are used to having those long lines of students standing outside our door wanting to talk to us, and we want to be right there for them and be able to help them as soon as they need it. Um, so that was difficult, and, and I agree with Ann. I think we worked longer hours than we normally would if we had been on, on campus every day, being able to communicate and reach our students whether it was during school hours or a lot of times it was after hours where we were trying to get in contact with them. I do think that if we can think of something good that came out of that is it did teach students how to contact us through email and things like that, which was great. And so this year I see the benefit of that is that I have more students instead of lining up outside my door of my office to talk to me, they'll email me and we can take care of a lot of their needs that way. Are you saying that when the kids are given an opportunity to do something for themselves, they, they can? Yes. Okay. Just making sure that and it's we, great. Right, yeah. Like you said, Hey, if there's 20 people, if there's less people outside your door and five more emails in, you know, in your inbox that you can help with, uh, that's a good thing. That is, that's that good, is that's correct. the way of the future. I mean, I don't, you know, these kids don't know it, but they're, you know, their boss isn't going to be, you know, standing there every morning waiting for them to come into their office waiting and discuss and tell them, uh, you know, all the problems per se. Yes. Um, so that's good that they were able to kind of shift in that way and get better at it. So what, if, look, if one kid got better at handling a tough situation, that's a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. And, and we really want students and what we try to do, especially junior year, sophomore year and junior year is we want them to be able to advocate for themselves. We want them to be able to problem solve and to do their own research and try to, ask, you know, reach out and ask for help. And so I do think they're better equipped to do that after what we went through last year. Amazing world right now. Amazing world the last 10 months has been a very trying time for anyone serving in the school system. Deanna, what about you? To kind of stay on the positive side of it, uh, there were a lot of things that kind of were implemented because of COVID last year that I think we'll be able to try to maintain because I think that they were good. And had we not gone through COVID, we might not have seen that we can do things differently. And so like one of them would be more doing more surveys online and finding out things from the students, the parents, the teachers. So I'll say with the senior parade, that was such a success. Um, Memory Craig did a great job getting that together last year. The students loved it. The community really rallied behind our school and our students. And so we're hoping, we're hoping to continue that this year. Our family got to go out and, and enjoy the senior parade. And that shouldn't be just because 2020 was the way it was. That shouldn't be the last time that we, we honor the kids in that way or that type thing. So just a great job. Uh, Memory Craig, uh, all of us know her just as a, a wonderful job. And Memory's uh, pretty aggressive once you get her on something she does it pretty full force but and let's circle back with your specialty a circle back with your topic that we're going to discuss today so ann's going to ann's going to talk to us a little bit about again picture yourself as an eighth grader eighth grader about to become a high schooler about to become a hernando tiger uh in the, in the high school ranks and tell us about that i have already been over to hernando middle school um and it seems like it may be early but usually i try to go over in eighth grade and talk to my eighth grade students to get them ready for high school um, i actually went last week if you have an eighth grader i talked to them last wednesday just to really start talking about their grades, their credit, graduation um, options, and things like that. Listeners, you may know, but our eighth graders can already start getting high school credits, so their GPA starts in the middle school. Some can actually get credits in the seventh grade, but they are at least
least getting a math credit in eighth grade and their history credits and possibly computers. So our eighth graders can come over with about four credits, um, which really starts their GPA. And that's one thing I talked to them last week is you can come into high school with a really high GPA from middle school, or you can come in um, and not be your best self and bring a low GPA, which does affect you through high school. Um, we did talk about that. We talked about the new graduation options and just w did a great overview of that for them. Now, looking forward, um, we will do course request um, the end of February. I'll be back over to the eighth grade February 25th to talk to them about classes that they can take. Around that time frame, we do have, I like to say, a parent night. We used to have large group parent nights in the performing arts building we're working on modifications for that now um, I do know we will do a zoom that um, that will be that night the 25th for parents to listen and jump on and for us to tape and then the plan is to probably have some small great parent meetings to go over these graduation options and I'm back and into that to talk about the new Mississippi diploma options this is for right now currently parents anybody that's a junior at Hernando High School now and below. So my eighth graders fall under this. If your child is a senior, you're on a completely different graduation option. And Miss Wood is our senior counselor, and she will talk on that in the end. So a few years ago, we saw the state of Mississippi change our diploma options. And it is a wonderful thing. It's a good thing for our students because they get awards. We call them awards, but they're really endorsements for different um, grade levels and ACT levels. Um, so there's several different ones of those. We have the traditional diploma option, which is this very basic diploma with 24 credits. Eighth grade parents, your students should have come home with that last Wednesday. I know that things don't make it home. It's on our website and we'll go over that again um, when we have parent nights. If you have a ninth through 11th grader, when we do course request sheets, you'll also see this as well. So this is this will help you too. How do you know what to do, okay? Parents, when y'all register your students, and this is anybody 9th, 10th, 11th grade, when you register your students as a 9th grader, you select which option you want them to graduate with. And I'll explain those. The traditional is the basic option. Now, there are endorsements um, to that. And that is where we want to shoot for our Hernando High School graduates to be. And I reminded my eighth graders, and I like to remind our parents, right now we are the number one high school in DeSoto County. And we're ranked number two in the state of Mississippi. So we want our students, and we fully expect our students to get the highest endorsement possible. That would be the distinguished endorsement. And I'm looking at a handout sheet. The Hernanda High School counselors have a website. If you go to the Hernanda High School website and you click on my name, Ann Goss, you will see it's broken down by grade and it's listed on that. If you can't find it, please feel free to email us. We can send you one. Don't feel overwhelmed by this. We are glad to help you. This is just an overview of everything. When I talk about the endorsements, there's several different ones. There's a career and tech endorsement. If you go to the Career Tech Center, that is if you finish their program of four core, four credit classes. Then there's an academic endorsement. That is if a student graduates with a 2.5 GPA and has a 17 in English, 19 in math on the ACT and this is when dual credit and AP come into place. We're going to highly encourage your student, any parent can listen to this, to take at least one AP or dual credit class in high school. The academic endorsement will require that to take one of those and make a C in it. 
and then 26 credits. So we feel like that is definitely obtainable for our students. The highest level is the Distinguished Academic Endorsement. This is where we would like every single Hernando High School student to graduate with. That is the 3.0 GPA. We think our students can obtain that. The ACT requirements are an 18 in English, a 22 in math, and then they still have to take an AP or dual credit class and make a B in it, and 28 credits. So parents, if you're listening to this, that's where we want to shoot for our students to get. If they go to the Career Tech Center, they can actually get two. So they can actually be distinguished and get a career in tech endorsement. So they can get two of those. Uh, we are very excited about this. We know that colleges, workforce, anywhere that's going to typically ask, did you get a high school diploma? They're going to eventually ask, what kind of high school diploma did you get? And that's when you're going to be able to say, I got a distinguished endorsement from Hernando high school or I got a distinguished and a career in tech endorsement in high school. So we're super excited about that coming. Our seniors are different but next year we'll be evaluating all the students based off how they did how their GPA is, their ACT, their dual credit options so we can certainly give them those endorsements that they So the goal the goal really is uh, we hope 10, 15, 20 years from now that employers are asking those questions and they may ask those questions hey especially a company in Mississippi you graduated from a Mississippi high school what type of diploma did you did you graduate with if you graduate with a basic that's that's one thing but if you graduate with a career they may know you already went through some classes went through a vocational opportunity so maybe you already know how to do some of those things that they're uh, looking for so it's very that's a very neat thing do other states in the south or the other states around here do that or, or were we early to the party or late to the party a lot of states are already doing this and this is something that I talked to the juniors about and I'll talk a little bit more in a minute but um, a lot of states are already have already been offering these endorsement options for the last few years it's recognizing students that go above and beyond their a general high school curriculum so it is good and employers are asking college admissions are asking because it's going to be on your high school transcript it's going to give you a competitive edge over college scholarships so there's a lot of good things about it right and Mississippi colleges will begin to look for that because that's the direction that their high schools their feeder schools are going or turning to correct or so, maybe even special programs in yeah, those colleges exactly. certain diploma options will also align with the institutes of higher learning with their requirements so they're kind of working together to figure out how to change that and make those align with like special distinguished will have and distinguished will align with your four-year requirements and we'll get right back to the eighth grader coming into high school in just a second talk a little bit more about act stuff but uh, listeners i want to encourage you as a parent of a junior as a parent of an eighth grader the words when i was in high school don't matter anymore it's about the future. It's about what's going on in your kids' day-to-day -day life, what's going on in their high school right now. Just because in the class of 88 and 96 and, you know, 2000, it's different now. I mean, what are these kids seeing? Different, uh, you know, day-to-day -day may not be different, but the requirements at colleges, even jobs, and even degrees, diplomas are having now are totally different. So, Ann, great breakdown on the new graduation options. Something else that's really important in high school, especially coming into ninth, tenth grade years, is the ACT. ACT, it's been a huge part of our lives probably for the last 30, 40 years. Most of us in the South have all taken the ACT. The SAT is not as popular around here, but the ACT is kind of the one that runs the, the show around here. So tell us about ACT, your experience as a counselor, importance of that, and those type of things. Great question. ACT, you know, if you're about my age or you're a parent, you know, um, back when we were in high school, you take the ACT to, they say, get into college and to get college 
college scholarships. And you know that we probably took it one or two times later junior, senior year. Things have completely changed. We are already talking to, I spoke to my eighth graders about starting to take the ACT when and why and how. Two things, a couple things. The ACT recommends a student to start taking the ACT after geometry. A student can take the ACT at any point. We will have students from the eighth grade come in with ACT scores. Um, when you register your student for the ACT, you do that online through act.org. That is separate from us. You will send the test scores to Hernanda High School. Then you will typically test at our site. You will make those two choices, but they can take it at any point. Why else do you take it? Yes, I know college and scholarships, but now your graduation endorsement will depend on it. You heard me say for Distinguished, there's certain ACT scores. To get an, an endorsement, you have to have particular ACT scores. Also, dual credit classes. Ms. Garrison will talk about that. Those typically start junior year. You have to have an ACT score to take those classes. So when we're thinking ACT, we strongly encourage our ninth and 10th graders to take it. We want every 10th grader to have taken the ACT before their junior year because a lot of our students take dual credit classes and if they don't have that ACT they're not eligible to do that. Typically you can take the ACT was it four times throughout the year there's every, is it quarterly? They offer Three it about to four every other month right so there's probably about seven different options there is a free junior ACT and sometimes we'll offer them during the day at school we typically suggest maybe after you've taken a chunk of classes maybe you finish that geometry or you finish that English 10 is when to take the test. But you can take it up to 12 times, which would be a lot, but they will eventually start super scoring and you will be able to take the individual parts too. Right now you have to sit on a Saturday, obviously it's the same way, and take the four parts. ACT is changing that. They were supposed to this fall. It will hopefully be changed for next fall. So if you've taken the ACT one time, and let's say your math score is not great, then you can sign up just to take the math portion. We think that's really going to help our students too. So you'll be able to take just that portion on just that particular that Saturday. Mm -hmm. Okay. And you'll just pay a, a smaller cost. They have not set the cost. Interesting. Like if you make an English, and for instance, you make an English 36. Correct. Hey, well, I'm not going to take that again. I'm going to focus and take a couple of times the math score, yes. bring it up. That's really neat. Yes. That's but it. you have to take it one time all the way through. Sure, so you can't wait. Um, so that's why we encourage them to definitely to do that younger. Another thing is work release is going to, their ACT score is going to affect if they have work release their senior year. So the state has added that. So they have to have a 17 in English and 19 in math on the ACT to even get work release or late arrival senior year. So that's very important to our students. So to kind of help you too, we do uh, we do have ACT prep classes at our school um, and some of them will focus more on the English math. We hope to add more for science and reading. We do go to the geometry classes and do ACT boot camps. Get to College has free ACT workshops. They're obviously outside tutoring agencies for costs like student scholars. You'll hear us talk about our Schoology page and I know parents y'all know what Schoology is. The teachers have their classes on there. Um, we also have a Schoology page um, as counselors. So if you're looking at your child's um, schedule on their account you'll see Miss Goss 9th grade 10th grade A through K um, and all three of us have a Schoology page and we have a link to ACT and there's a lot of information on there. There's videos, there's handouts, there's websites to start preparing for the ACT. You want to do that. Your child wants to prepare. You don't just take the test over and over again without studying and getting ready for that test. Making sure with the counselors, it is not required to post your child's ACT score on the road next to when you're dropping kids off at middle school or high school, correct? That's not 
That's not required. That is by choice. No, they don't have to wear it. They don't have to have it printed on a exactly. T-shirt. Yes, it does not have to go on Facebook or Instagram. No, okay, not just, at just all. Just making sure that's not a requirement. I didn't know if that was. It seemed to be in today's world a requirement for a rite of passage. But and thank you so much for all the work you're doing with the eighth graders and ninth graders. Me having an eighth grade son coming in, I'll be the first to admit he probably doesn't listen very well in meetings and so forth. So thank you for helping them and 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 wading through all that kind of stuff. Well, and let me say one other thing too to kind of give y'all a time frame especially since you have one coming up. I did speak to him last week. We're going to do course requests, parent nights in February, and then we're hoping we will get back to our normal orientation before school starts. So our students will see their schedules about a week or two before school starts, and in the past we've had a large orientation where parents come, students come, and our student ambassadors walk around with groups of eighth graders and show them the building. They can meet clubs and things like that. So they will be able to come in our building hopefully this year before school starts and with their schedule and walk around with students to help them. And the way it sounds and what I'm liking as a parent is y'all are moving forward as quote unquote normal until you're told not to versus just not even trying. So We're I really appreciate that. We're going to do as much that. as yes. we can do, parents. I definitely really, really appreciate <laughs> We're that. We're parents, too. We yeah. understand. Exactly. I have a sixth grader that walked into middle school and did not know her way around. Um, and so I know our ninth graders were like that this year, and they made it and did great. And we're all going to do as much as we can do to help you parents. Right. But we're going to try and circle back to the normal way and, and right. the opportunities to show the other kids to show them around and stuff like that. Yes. So, again, uh, Ann, thanks for uh, sharing that with us. Candy Garrison, topic today, dual credit versus AP courses. Again, Graduated, I graduated high school in 1996, dual credit AP. AP was starting to maybe get talked about. I, I knew right. what it was then, um, but I didn't necessarily, uh, you know, my plans were fairly simple. Like Ann said, took the ACT, got the score I needed to get into LSU, had the grades, didn't go to LSU, but I'm just saying that's where I was right, headed. So right. once I got those numbers, it was kind of done. And so, uh, but that's not what today's world looks like. So help us out to understand what's the difference between dual credit and AP. We at Hernando High School, and most most of your high schools in DeSoto County will offer this, um, but there are those are our two ways with dual enrollment and advanced placement classes. Those are the two ways that high school students can consecutively or at the same time earn high school credit and earn college credit with the same class. You're kind of killing two birds with one stone there. The difference is... Um, the organizations that we partner with to offer those, that's one of the differences. So your advanced placement classes, those are through an organization called College Board. And any parent out there that wants to know some more information about that, you can go to the College Board website and, and learn some more about that. But we do offer some advanced placement classes. If you take the class, you pass the class, and you pass the test. All of our AP classes also have an advanced placement test at the in the spring that the student has to take through College Board. If you pass the test or you meet the certain cut score on that AP test, you earn the college credit. If you do not, then you do not earn the college credit. But you do earn the high school credit for the class. One thing that's similar for the two is that they both weighted classes as far as your GPA. So taking those classes provides you a higher weight going into your or averaging into that GPA. With AP classes, if you do not earn the college credit for that class, you don't get that weight into your GPA. It would just be the regular weight that 
is associated with that high school class. So that's one thing about AP. Um, there are no requirements or prerequisites for AP classes. Any student can take those. We really suggest since since any student can take it, we we recommend that our ninth and our 10th graders try to factor in an AP class there. And like Ms. Goss said, for those endorsement options, you have to take one or the other. So we, we kind of push our kids, our ninth and 10th graders to take an AP class and then take maybe a dual credit class their junior and senior year. That's kind of what the deal is with AP classes. With dual enrollment classes, we partner with Delta State University and Northwest Community College. And I think next year we're going to park partner with Mississippi Valley to offer these dual enrollment courses. There are requirements tied to dual enrollment. You have to be, or a student has to be admitted to that college. So you have to meet those admission requirements. The requirements are you have to have earned at least 14 high school credits. And our students, because they do start earning high school credits in middle school, typically after the first semester of their sophomore year, they've earned their 14 credits. So I have, we have had 10th graders that were able to take a dual enrollment course in the spring of their 10th grade year and go ahead and kind of start checking it off their to-do list for high school. So the 14 credits is one of the requirements. They also have to have a 3.0 GPA that is set by IHL, which is the Institutes of Higher Learning for Mississippi, and they have to have an ACT score. So for our sophomores that are interested in taking it in the spring, that's another reason to take the ACT early. So you already have that score. There are a couple of dual enrollment classes, certain subjects that require a cut score on that ACT. At Hernando High School, we're the high school in DeSoto County that offers the most variety or the most options for dual enrollment classes. We have many dual enrollment online classes that have the requirement of an ACT score without a cut number. Um, So that makes that opportunity much more available to a lot more students to be able to take that dual enrollment course, which is one of the endorsement option requirements. So if you have a, Um, if you have someone listening right now, whose, whose child has said to them, maybe they're a sophomore in high school uh, in DeSoto County, but definitely in Hernando, if they have said, Hey mom, dad, I think I want to go Delta state. There's no reason to not start looking into dual enrollment opportunities. Correct. Mixed in with Delta state. Hey mom, dad, I think I'm going to go Northwest for two years. There's no reason as a sophomore or if you've met those requirements to not be looking into trying to get some dual enrollment opportunities to go ahead and be uh, 12, 16, 15 hours ahead by the time they get there. Yeah, so the, so the benefit of doing AP and dual enrollment, AP, you have to pass the test to get the college credit. For dual credit or for dual enrollment, you have to make a C or higher, which is the same standard at a, when you're in college is to earn credit for that class um regardless of where you want to go post high school you can still take a northwest class or the delta state classes that we offer and those college credits will transfer there's an agreement with the community colleges in mississippi and with the eight public colleges and universities that uh, that they will accept the dual enrollment the dual credit from 
the high schools. So even if you don't plan on going to Northwest when you graduate, say you're planning on going to Ole Miss, you can go to Ole Miss. Ole Miss will take those Northwest classes Great. that okay. you took. Take that credit. Now, when you start looking at private schools or out-of-state schools, that's where you have to do a little bit of research and actually contact that school and say, hey, I took college algebra in high school. Will you accept that credit? And it kind of it differs there. But we do ha- know that the community colleges in Mississippi and the eight public high schools will accept that. The good thing about dual enrollment is that if you pass the class, there's no test to pass. You pass the class, you get the college credit. It does not affect, and this is kind of a myth that's out there, regardless of how many hours you take as a dual enrollment class in high school, you are still eligible for freshman scholarships going into college. There, at one time, they limited, IHL limited that, where if you if you went over a certain number, then you're not classified as a freshman, and, they, and you wouldn't be eligible for those scholarships. We have students at Hernando High School that graduate with 20 plus, 21 plus college hours. So they're a semester ahead. The classes are less expensive than they are than they're going to be when you're a freshman in, in, in college. So you're saving time and you're saving money. Um, with are you, your are you saying that a governmental board tried to punish someone for, for going out of their Years ago, that was the case. <laughs> I'm just saying, you, yes. you follow what I'm saying. Yes, so. years ago that happened. But um, I think as dual enrollment became more popular and more accessible to more high school students, they kind of re-looked at that and, and realized that that's what they were doing. Right. And, and so we're still eligible. What if, you, what if you have a student, a Hernando student, that can early on say, you know, Miss Candy, I don't think I want to go to school. I don't think I want to go to college. I would prefer to go in a different direction, go a different path. Tell me about that. What, what does Hernando High School or the group of counselors do to assist that student? That's a great question. So we do have those students for sure. And when when the counselors, when we go into the cl- classrooms and talk to the students, we go into every grade level every year, fall and spring, and we talk to kids about what their high school career should look like. And then we talk to them about post high school plans. And we explain that there's many different pass post high school of what you can do we talk to the sophomores a lot about careers and we do more career exploration with the 10th graders and we tell them you know their their parents generation it was all about going to college where are you going to college and when I was in school where are you going to college that was the big push and we've realized our society has realized that we have a huge skills gap right now and we need those kids going into um, more of those trades because that's where the the need is and so we talked to them about that and we want to try to get their mindset starting as sophomores not necessarily where they're going to college but what they want to do as a career and then as juniors we talk to them about okay now you've kind of figured out what path how are you going to make that happen? You know, what do you need to do for the rest of your time in high school so that you know what you're doing post high school? And we tell them that, you know, there's lots of options post high school. Definitely we'll have kids that go straight to a four-year college or university. We have great community colleges that are two-year programs in Mississippi. We have great technical programs um, at those community colleges that are two-year programs and then they go straight into the workforce. And we even talk to them about 
about going straight into the workforce and doing internships or apprenticeships that they can be very successful in those types of areas. And we also have a new program in DeSoto County Schools called Major Clarity. And it is a tool that DeSoto County Schools purchased for our students. And we provide exposure to that tool. We teach them how to use that tool. It also emails the parent, sends an email to the parent to let the parent know that they did some career exploration, that they thought about their classes they're going to take in high school. Um, And it's a really neat program. We're really excited about that. And we've been doing that. So parents, when you're kind of wondering, like, how how do my kids know about all this? When are they hearing it? How are they hearing it? They may not come home and tell me everything. So, you know, when we go into classrooms, we still do kind of a classroom guidance lesson and tell them about the diploma options, their grades. Um, We even talk about resumes and we do the major clarity. So when we go into the classrooms, we go to ninth grade English. For 10th grade, Ms. Garrison and I split 10th grade. I do the beginning of the alphabet, A through K last names, and she does L through Z, just when we're communicating with kids and parents. But in 10th grade, we go into the world history classes. If your child's in 10th grade, world history, we're actually going in there next week to talk to them. Um, There's a new class called College and Career Readiness that all 11th graders have to take. Um, Ms. Garrison will go into that class, and Ms. Wood does senior Englishes. Um, And I think she has actually hit all of our students, um, her senior students with all that. So we do the major clarity through those programs. And then um, we do our guidance lessons and we have big packets um, that we send home. We hope they make home, make it home. If they have not, they're definitely on our Schoology. And then some of them will be on our website, but um, you can definitely email us if you did not get those. Yeah, and I was going to say, along with the graduation endorsements and talking to the the kids when we go into the classrooms and we really want to make sure they understand what's coming up and how the decisions that they make are going to affect them, one of the things that I've been doing with this because the new graduation options is this is the first year our current juniors are will be the first class to be able to graduate with these endorsements so if you have a junior out there that's in college and career I did this this week with them I have a worksheet that I I give them a copy of their transcript give them the worksheet and have them fill out the worksheet and they have to write down how many credits they have what their gp current gpa is what their current act scores are and they have to check off what have what endorsement requirements have they met i want them to be fully aware going into senior year what they have left to do to earn one of them those endorsements so we really we really do parents try to get the kids to understand we know it doesn't always get home to you guys but like miss gall said earlier any, if you have any questions about anything, please feel free to email us right. and we can help it in any way. And our emails are all located on the Hernando High School website. Yeah, that website, DeSotoCountySchools.org slash HHS. DeSotoCountySchools.org slash HHS. Like I said, the dual enrollment, AP classes, ACT, all that kind of stuff, bringing us up to senior year. And that's going to be where Deanna Wood's going to sit down. She's going to talk to us a little bit about uh, being a senior, talk to us a little bit about her opportunities to work with the HHS seniors. Again, uh, our show is Under the Water Tower, so that's what we're going to sp- uh, specialize in. Deanna, talk to us about when it comes to working with your seniors, working with the people that you work with. Selecting One of the main things that you worry about or, work, or speak with your seniors about, selecting a school that's right for you, the right fit. Tell us how you work with them on that. So a lot of our schools will have uh, an application open 
opening around the beginning of July, beginning of August. So some of our students are already on it and they get in there and um, have that done before I even get to see them in August. Uh, however, I know that a lot of our students don't already have that, like have, have that gumption start to them that they're going to go exactly. ahead and get going on it. Um, so in August, I will always meet with the seniors. I'll go in their English classes. And because we have block scheduling, some of them don't have an English in August. And so I pull them separately in a different group to make sure that I can touch on all of them by August, the end of August. I want to make sure that they've heard um, of me. They at least know who, that I'm their counselor and that they know where to find information. So, um, and also giving them some steps about like, this is where we're going to go um, in the fall because we want them to start applying and getting to know where their options are, what their, op- I'm sorry, what their options are and um, what they need to be doing. So you would agree I, every senior at Hernando high school in August knows that they graduate in May. <laughs> I'm just saying, let's but let's you follow hope. what I'm saying. You, you know, at a certain <laughs> point they have to take, take it upon themselves to get started. Yes, it's yes. not a surprise to them when they get there in August that they graduate in May. <laughs> so they have to take a little bit of ownership of that and, and work harder. I mean, you know, it's coming whether they like it or not. I mean, the yes. graduates, it, it may look different as we just spoke about earlier. 2020 looked different, more different than any senior year in history, but it is coming. So it's definitely something for them to focus on and start to think about. I think some of them dread the thought of what they're going to do in the future so much that they're, they just think they're not going to think about it. And right. then they postpone all of these things. And as we all know, there are deadlines that you have that are coming up. And so um, we want the students to be aware of those things. But um, really for our students, though, I try to hit on that they need to, one, think about social emotionally. Like, are you prepared if you want to go to this out-of-state college, which a lot of our ninth graders want to go to UCLA or somewhere really, really far away. And then as it gets closer and closer, they realize that maybe they don't want to be as far away from their family, um, where you'd have to get on a plane to be able to even see your loved ones. And so um, being able to think about what is good for them and not just their best friend and where their best friend is going to go. And then also academically. So they've been talking about ACT scores and finding out like where they actually, um, and a lot of our students and their ACT scores do not always reflect where they are academically with the GPA. And so some of them um, have that drive and they can make great grades, whether they have a 17, 18 on the ACT or a 30 on the ACT, just really taking into account and being honest with themselves because we can all say we're going to do something but um whether or not you're actually going to be able to get to that college and perform what we're at the level you need to perform um it's not always the, the case. So we want them to be honest with themselves, look at what type of student they've been um, and what type of student that they want to be. And so um, looking at it academically and then also financially. So we want to make sure that they know that um, UCLA is a great school to sure. go to sure. um, or whatever their dream college is because we do encourage them to have dreams. And if that's where you want to go, then apply to that school and, and see where that takes you because there are a lot of st- students that um, go to out-of-state schools and are very successful in those out-of-state schools. But there are a lot of students as they get um, throughout junior, senior year, they start looking a little closer to home, whether that's because they don't want to be far away from their families or because they realize that 
tuition to those out-of-state schools are a lot more than tuition for an in-state school or even for a community college. So we always do suggest that they have the REACH school, they have a state school like a Ole Miss, Mississippi State, something like that, and then um, have kind of like a backup plan. And I'm not to say that a community sure. college is a backup plan, um, but for everyone to have something that they know that if they have a 20 on the ACT they can get a scholarship from Northwest so we try to encourage all of our students to apply to a Northwest type of school um, community college level and and for some of our students they don't want to be in DeSoto County anymore so um, or near DeSoto County so we do encourage them to look at other community colleges within the state of Mississippi. So there's Gulf Coast Community College and a lot of others that are out there that aren't right here um, in your back door, but they are still same price point and so able to um, help our students in the same way. Mid-junior year is right when you have to, I mean, we all encourage, I mean, all of us are parents here. We encourage our kids to dream big, but right about mid-junior year, you have to kind of start Saying okay, I mean, we interviewed Reed Flanagan about sixty days ago. Reed is six foot four, two hundred and thirty pounds, and runs very fast. Reed has options when it comes to playing football. Great young man, good grades. He has options when it comes to playing football from an academic standpoint. Not everybody has those same skills, and that's what happens when it comes to academic. Hey, I want to go to Notre Dame. Well, here's what it takes to get in there, and your ACT score, as hard as you worked, is not there. Your grade point average is not necessarily there. That does not mean you are not a phenomenal student. That does not mean you are not a an asset to the community and going to be a wonderful, successful person. But when it's all said and done, that's what the that's what it takes to get in there. It's the way of the world. So right at that mid-junior year, which I have one that's at that point, has to start thinking about realistic stuff, what do things look like. So talk to me about, again, and, and when I was visiting with Candy, when we were talking with her, we talked about career paths and stuff like that. Again, from a senior standpoint, what does that look like for you talking to a senior when it comes to, I, I don't, you know, Ms. Wood, I don't think I want to go to a college. What do you do from a senior standpoint that maybe, um, you know, when they're, when they're getting close to graduation? So when I'm talking to our students, I do have, I mean, obviously a lot of, um, the majority of our students do go to college, so I do focus on that. Um, but I, I know I have students out there that don't have any intention of going to sure. a four-year college, and that is okay. And some of those students are going to probably make more money than I do, and that's awesome. Sure. But I do encourage them to at least get something, whether it is an apprenticeship or some kind of certification. It is important for them to set themselves apart, and so that is the kind of angle that I take with those students. And and it may not be right when you graduate in May that you go off and um, get that program certification or whatever it is that they choose to do but that they think long term that at some point you may want to be able to set yourself apart from all of the other people that have a high school diploma while that high school diploma is hard enough to achieve and we are so thankful that the ones that do get it at the end may um, we do kind of keep them looking forward to make sure that they know what is out there Uh, I'm always encouraging them to go ahead and start contacting people or businesses that they may be interested in talking to to figure out different career paths so if they have an idea of what they're wanting to do initiate that early because I know that especially with some of the programs if you're looking at a career tech program um, they fill up they have limited amounts Um, and we also tell them to look at the price points of some of them there are programs out there that are very very expensive when you can get the same certification at maybe a little bit less cheaper of a school and so those are things that we try to encourage our students to look for again I think each and every one of us uh, all the listeners 
listeners, even the, the, the four of us sitting in this room, uh, we just want people to be successful. Maybe not the word I'm looking for, but we want people to be happy. We want, we want our Hernando uh, alumni to be good quality citizens wherever they may go. I think now more than ever, people are going all across the country to live. They might, I think now people live farther away from the high school they went to than ever before, just sheer numbers wise. So we want them to be uh, an asset to whatever community uh, that they end up in for sure. So thank you for all the hard work you do with their seniors. Oh, yes, 100%. I'm, I'm always talking to them when I have conversations like this. I'm like, I wake up every day and I'm glad to be here. I hope that for you whenever you get out there in the adult world and you're having to show up to a job every day because I know some of them don't love to come to school every day. Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> senioritis is a real thing. Yeah. But yeah. they, I mean, they respond well to that too, though. I think that everybody wants to be happy. And so understanding that the job is where you spend the most of your time is important. Sure. And I told y'all before we uh, started the interview, uh, I work with our seniors at, at our church and our youth group and everything. And for about two years in a row, I would ask them, Hey, what do you want to be? Or what do you, what do you want to be when you grow up? And every one of them would say rich. And I'd say, how do you get there? And none of them had an answer. I had one guy We're said, I want to, I want to, I want to, well, yeah, we all are. But I would say, uh, I said, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up? He'd say, I want, I want to own a company. All right. Well, what kind of company? No answer. So many of no them answer. want to be entrepreneurs too. So well, yes, on Instagram. So sadly, <laughs> I mean, because that's what's or happened. Instagram. Social media has really changed the world, you know, and stuff. But what is what's happened is it, it's 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 convinced kids they can do anything, but reminding them all the time that they can't. Right. Definitely something else that Deanna works hard on each and every day is, is, is scholarships for uh, our HHS seniors. And again, there are DeSoto County counselors at every high school. If you're not, if your child does not go to Hernando High School, if they go to any of the private schools that, uh, in the area that you're listening to. Talk with their counselors. Talk with those men and women that are there. And, and for lack of a better word, their job is to help the kids succeed. So be sure and reach out to them and start asking those questions that need to be asked. Deanna, when it comes to scholarships, help us out about that, wading through the interesting world of scholarships. When should people start? Those type things. So um, every year I'm sure that Candy and Ann have parents contacting them saying, okay, we're ready to start applying for scholarships. And so unfortunately, at the lower levels, there are not always opportunities to start applying for scholarships in the 10th grade. Probably every year, we probably have about one or two of those scholarships um, that you can apply for that are for underage students or ninth through 11th grade students but um, for the most part it is waiting until senior year and I know that that's hard to just sit there and wait and see what happens but we do kind of try to break it down for the students so that they have little bite-sized pieces so that they're not so overwhelmed with the scholarship process because it is intimidating and um, I know their parents are worried about it too so that always puts added pressure so we always start with the federal level of scholarship money so or grants and so that's with the FAFSA and that opens October the 1st. It opens October the 1st every year. And, and that's F-A-F-S-A. F-A-F-S-A. Yes, FAFSA. It is a free application. No one should ever pay for the FAFSA. There are websites out there that do try to get you to pay. Unfortunately, that's sad that someone would do that. But um, and that's October of your senior year. October of your senior year, yes. And so the hundred dollars that Hannah Grace asked for last week was not for the FAFSA. <laughs> that wasn't for. The oh FAFSA. gosh. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> so what we generally do with the FAFSA is we partner with the Get to College Center, and the Get to College Center we haven't really spoken about them very much, but they are awesome. They really do have a lot of resources for all of DeSoto County. They are a free resource for DeSoto County, and they will come in and help us with FAFSA days. 
where we will set up appointments with our students and parents and get them the opportunity to sit down with an expert on FAFSA and walk them through it. It's not always a hard process, but it is it makes you feel a little more comfortable when you have someone that's sitting down with you that knows exactly. They're located the, right next to DeSoto Central High School. They are located Gilwell, right correct. next to DeSoto Central High School. This year, they are all virtual. However, so normally they would even come to our school when we set up FAFSA days, but they, by working virtually, have been doing Zoom conferences to be able to get this accomplished. But this year, they're also having FAFSA Fridays. So every Friday um, uh, from now until the end of March, you can call the, well, before the Friday, but you can make an appointment with the Get to College Center and they can help you walk through the FAFSA. But you do have to have your income tax information. So that's, there are several documents that you have to have before you can just jump into the FAFSA. So there, um, those documents are on the Get to College website. If you look on that under student financial aid, there's a FAFSA tab that you can click on and it'll list out everything that you need. You can also get it on FAFSA.gov, but it tells you everything that you'll need to get started. Then we look at the state application or state aid level. So once you complete the FAFSA, they will generally link you to the state aid application. Um, And state aid is just for Mississippi schools. So if you go to an out-of-state school, even though you're a graduate from Hernando High School or one of the Mississippi schools, you would still only, you would not get any money from the state of Mississippi. So even if you went to University of Memphis and University of Memphis, they do give our students in state tuition because we are DeSoto County, but they, Mississippi, the state of Mississippi will not give our students state aid to go, if that makes any sense. Sure. Okay. For state aid, though, there are three different types of state aid. So you have MTAG, you have MESG, and you have the HELP grant. Um, MTAG, most of our students, if you have a 15 or above on the ACT, they qualify for that. It, it's, a, it's a little less than, um, okay, so it's like for the first two years and $1,000 the second two years. MESG is significantly more, but you have to have a 29 on the ACT. So those are the things that the state of Mississippi will grant money for. Um, And then the HELP grant, you have to have a 20 on the ACT. It's a needs-based. So if you show a need for it, then you um, would be eligible for that. That is actually the largest aid that our state gives. So if you're eligible financially and ACT-wise and GPA-wise for the HELP grant, then they would pay for full tuition for you to go to any Mississippi school for four years. So that's a big deal. Um, We do encourage our students to go ahead and get the FAFSA completed before March 31st because that is the HELP grant deadline, um, and they take your FAFSA information to decide whether or not you are financially in need for something like the HELP grant. Um, The next level we look at is institutional, and institutional is which college you're planning to go to. Each college has a different deadline and a different application, and it can get overwhelming if you're applying to a ton of different colleges. But I try to tell our students to shoot to apply for maybe less than five schools so that you're not so overwhelmed by the process. Um, But you want to have a REACH school, you want to have your state school, and you want to have your backup plan. By doing that, you're able to concentrate on what you're looking at. So you have, if you're applying to Ole Miss, you know that their deadline is going to be January 6th for their priority scholarship application. Um, Mississippi State is normally December the 1st. This year, Southern Miss is January 15th. Just to give you an idea about how different each one can be, and you're filling out applications for each one, you're possibly needing recommendation letters for each one, 
you need scholarships, I'm sorry, transcripts for each one. So all of these things add up and our students, that's just one of the things that can add to them feeling overwhelmed in the process. Once they have completed those institutional scholarship applications, I encourage them to start looking at the local applications for scholarships. And a lot of times our, our local groups do really well about waiting until the spring to even send those out. So that kind of falls in line with if you're looking at the institutional deadlines around January, then you can start looking at our local scholarships and the crew of Fernando is always real great to give one um, to our Hernando students and so I always post those on our Schoology page um, to give them the opportunity to see those applications see what they may qualify for based off of ACT score GPA whether it's an essay attached to it some of them are more specific but I do encourage our students to try for the local scholarships because sometimes those local scholarships don't have very many applicants I don't know if it's the essay requirement or if it's just so far into the year but I do encourage our students to try as many as they can um, to just up their chances of getting that extra thousand dollars here and there because that can add up and is totally helpful so um, we're appreciative to all the groups that do help. Yeah Crew Fernando has been given a scholarship now for about nine years started out as one scholarship and then we have been blessed at our Mardi Gras balls to raise enough money to be able to give one to a male one to a female so that's grown and, and, and we really enjoy going through the application process and reading those uh, awesome applicants that, that that apply for hours. So Derek and I had a show recently where we talked about politics being local, meaning you need to know more about your board of aldermen than you need to know about the president per se. So you're telling me when it comes to college and getting it paid for, getting assistance in it, start at the federal level mm-hmm. and work your way closer and hone in on where am I going to go to school and, and then already right, are there some scholarships nearby. Derek and I are related and, and Derek's one of our cousins, one of our cousin's dad's worked for a particular phone company for over 30 years, all she had to do was apply for a scholarship from that company, and she didn't do it. You follow what I'm saying? Oh, I, that's how easy I some know. of those things some are. Some of them are Yeah, that's how it's, 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 I'm not saying it's easy, but I'm just saying that's that was that, that was going to be given to her easily, I mean, just for his service. But that's a prime example of, of, of learning, paying attention, and I'm talking to the juniors and seniors that may be listening, to the parents of the juniors and seniors. Going to college in today's world, it's there if you want to go and find it, you want to go and do it. Uh, there's money there for a, num- a, a number of different ways to get it. Um, so, so don't ever be deterred by that. Listeners, if, if any of the kids are, are listening, uh, definitely, if you want to go to college, go get it. It's there. There's someone that can, I mean, you three ladies are just a prime example of someone that can help you wade through those waters of, of getting into college. Definitely. And I always encourage students to check with your parents' employers, check with your insurance company. There, there are a lot of scholarships that are not widely advertised, but just ask around and see if there are places that are given those scholarships so that's something that is definitely positive thing to check into sure um, dave ramsey a lot of the people that i mean we three probably know who dave ramsey is huge radio star and has, has been on the radio for years he always joked around that his kids senior year job was applying for scholarships that was their senior year job. He paid them to apply for scholarships. That paid off in that way. I mean, there's nobody, you know, that talks more about finances than him, but that's a prime example. you got to go find those scholarships and get to work on them. That's the key word is work. You have to do it. You have to apply for it. Anything else you want to wrap up scholarship-wise or encouraging them? So I, I do think sometimes it's important for our students to just put pen to paper. I, I have sat down with students recently just to look at, like, how much money is this school going to offer you compared to this school? Um, seeing over the course of four years, does it does it make more sense for you to um, start out at a community college and get a full scholarship there and then maybe get Phi Theta Kappa, which is their honor society, and get scholarship 
beyond there to go to a four-year college. So I do think sometimes it's easy to talk hypothetically and without actually sitting down and doing the nitty-gritty part of it and saying, okay, this is when you start getting those letters that tell you that Mississippi State is going to give you this much money and Ole Miss is going to give you this much money, but actually pen to paper. That's what I would definitely encourage everyone to do and see if you're getting any Pell Grant money from the federal government. Sure. You um, graduate in May, school starts in August. That, it, it's every and year. It's a gonna cycle. It's going to have a bill for you, you know, in August. Right. So That's exactly right. Get That's ready what I'm saying. for that. Yeah. So, uh, so as we're as we're starting to wrap up, I'll ask you three ladies uh, just something quick. We'll be we'll be fast. Uh, act like you're speaking to a a parent of a high schooler right now. Uh, that's who's listening. Let's that's, that's hypothetical. Let's act like that. What should parents of, of the high schoolers, what should parents of high schoolers be more involved in that you guys see on a year-to-year basis, week to week? What are, what are, what's something that they should be more involved in? What would you as a counselor, 20-plus year counselor, what would, you, what would you want them to be more involved in in the high school ranks as a parent? Well, and this kind of backs into us with getting out of school and everything with the COVID is to definitely make sure that the parents have their student's parent portal or their login. And when I say that, where you can see your students' grades online, we want them to become more involved because I know the students say, Mom and Dad, I have it, but they're only 14 or 15 when they're coming into high school. So we want y'all to take more, I hate to say ownership, but understand how much their credits really are affecting them in middle school. Check their grades. We're going paperless, so now we don't send a report card home. So if you're not on power school, you don't know what your students are making. So definitely do that. Definitely, and I like how you mentioned Dave Ramsey too, start looking at things early parents you know we start talking to our freshman kids on how much college really does cost and as a counselor every year when I sit down at where I'm an Ole Miss grad and I look at how much Ole Miss is for one year you know it's 20 plus thousand dollars and then you times that times four and you're looking at eighty thousand dollars as a counselor that's still shocking say so parents really to start getting involved kind of back to Dave Ramsey four years comes fast you know college is coming we don't want you to be blindsided senior year and realize oh college is so expensive that's their goal and your student's goal. So get involved early, you know, and, and work on them with their grades. Um, one other thing, too, I always tell my students, if students, parents, if y'all want to get more involved, help your child with their resume early. You know, it doesn't have to be perfect, but start writing down things they're doing freshman year because we want our Hernandez students to get all the scholarships they can get to be the number one kids. And they need your help remembering what they've done. Every club, every race they've run, maybe a church activity, volunteering, sports needs to go on their resume, too. And, and as adults, we are more familiar with that than the kids are so I'm thinking freshman parents those are great things for you to know to go in and start doing get involved don't let them push you away we need you to jump in I would agree with that so so you're saying when I'm asking and again I'm sitting across the room from these nice three ladies and I'm asking the question what to get more involved in it is don't let the child push you away get the passwords look at their school stuff this is not them keeping a report card in their book sack over the weekend so you don't see it it's right there for you to see it get involved in their academics understand what's going on because sadly what's going to happen is is I'm going to give them my space their freshman and sophomore junior year I'm not going to keep up with it and then when it comes time for college their senior year I didn't pay attention to it I didn't challenge them and say hey why are we not doing better grades here so then I'm going to grab 
gripe on Hernando Happenings about not getting a scholarship. You can't have it both ways is what I'm saying. Right. And, Matt, when, you, when you're looking at those college costs, too, and I just keep going back to Ole Miss, it's a way just to look and see, you know, what is my kid – what do they need yes. for an ACT score? What, what do they need for high school to get college scholarships? And you do need to look at that early on before senior year. Like Miss Wood said, a lot of the scholarships, their deadlines are December 1. So, really, that junior year is super important. Fall of senior year, you should kind of be wrapping it up, maybe last-minute ACT. But 9, 10, 11 are so important. So, same question in a different way. As, Hern- as Hernando High School counselors, as 60-plus year experience counselors, talking to high school parents, what would you like to see them get out of the kid's way and demand that the kids be better at? Maybe take more ownership of. What would you want? Hey, parents are really too involved in X now. Th- their faces, their looks on their faces are kind of like – puzzled like I don't know if I want to really want to say something but you, you see what I'm saying so hey we need parents to be more involved here and how do we maybe keep them let the kids take ownership um so it's funny that Anna answered the first one because with her students the lower level students you do want them to you want the parents to still stay involved and do all of these things with my seniors I do feel like the sometimes the parents are still too involved um I think helping your student become an advocate for themselves and for them to know how to do things even if it's you sitting with them while they practice calling um, the admissions office for a college or you sitting with them while they're doing whatever it is that they need to be doing, you can still be there to help and guide, but turning over the reins a little bit. I think when they become seniors, it's almost like it gets harder to, to just let it go because you know that next year they're going to be out there. But consider this a practice round. And if they're able to practice with you there, then next year they'll be more successful. But they've got to be able to advocate for themselves and be able to talk to people. Because I know even whenever I have students calling, because sometimes I'll let them practice in my office talking to people on the phone and they get so awkward talking to to just anyone and I get that because they're so used to texting and not really having to have a conversation so much anymore but it is still an important part of everyday life whether it's interacting with a professor at college or um, being able to just interact with a new person that they're going to meet that they may be living with in a dorm I mean it's things that change as they get from high school to college and you help me or i'm sorry not help me but you and i work together at our with our church youth group something that's uh, I've, I've started to pay attention to junior senior boys uh not really being able to look people in the eye and talk to them and those type of things are, are there opportunities for people maybe to partner with hernando high school and maybe work with things like that or, or different things like we talked about the crew of hernando we've talked about for years maybe an opportunity to serve in some way trying to uh, offer men leadership programs or something like that uh, are there opportunities maybe to do that well and kind of exactly what you said like looking in the eye in years past we offer a job shadowing program to 10th and 11th graders and our community has been wonderful um, the students can apply to job shadow for an area they're interested in let's just say I'm interested in being a dentist I know Dr. Trotter and them have taken a job shadow student for us and we will typically send 60 plus kids out into the community to shadow part of the shadowing is having training before that and and that's really kind of of some of our way of how do you shake hands you know I mean they don't do that very often what do we need to wear Um, you know how do you look them in the eyes when they come back from the shadow we teach them how to write thank you notes Sonic has been a wonderful sponsor for us to do that they usually provide lunch um, for us as well so we hope to bring that back and that helps their interviewing skills and that gets them out into the community I've I've said on the podcast numerous times I grew up in the funeral business my dad owned a funeral home about every five years Mm -hmm. uh, he'd have a high school kid that would mention or or mention it and and 
then he would work with my dad for about three days, and we'd never see him again. So, um, but that's a, that's a prime example. I mean, yeah, we've you know, had people uh, apply for funerals. Like we <laughs> talked about before, when I was saying, uh, you know, when I was in high school, that doesn't pertain anymore. But the, the life skills of those type things, being able to talk with people and 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 visit with people. I mean, I learned so much. I went to Ole Miss as well, but but my college experience, so much of it was in my fraternity. Uh, learning all about those type things, mingling with other people, uh, networking, those type things. So, so Deanna, so your main thing would be, hey, parents, when they get to be in junior, senior years, they need to be really – I mean, we let them go drive a car. Why would we not let them call and make an appointment? Why would we not let them call the place to get a haircut? Whatever it is, get out of their way to let them uh, not sink or swim, but let them fly. Be the coach instead of the player. Exactly. Yeah, I would say yeah, that's <laughs> that maybe a lesson for the entire podcast for the show. But uh, so look, you can actually find these ladies um, and, and the hard work they're doing. Uh, DeSotoCountySchools dot org slash hhs. That's DeSotoCountySchools dot org slash hhs. And I've, I have continued to praise them through the entire interview because they just do such a good job. But one thing they definitely do a good job in is letting people know where things are. Okay, anything you can think of with your ninth through twelfth grader, even eighth through twelfth grader, right now, if you have questions about it, these ladies want to help. Hernando High School wants to help in any way. DeSoto County Schools want to help. Corey Osselton, I'm, I'm sure, would be very happy for his counselors to help uh, students all across the county in any way, shape, or form. So please reach out to your school counselors. If they don't go to Hernando, but they go uh, even to North Point or Magnolia Heights, so those private schools, use those um, passionate and wonderful people uh, that have signed up to help our kids each and every day. So use their abilities and their skills uh, to help them. Thank you so much for everything y'all do. Thank you so much for having us. This was an honor, and we we are so glad to, to talk to parents and, and our community. We're very thankful for Hernando, the city, that the businesses really support our school, um, and we appreciate that. It's definitely the be- one of the best communities to live in, and, and Mr. Esselton for um, for all his guidance, and Mr. Case. Thank, thank you, you. To, to all the everybody under the water tower who works each and every day to make the school day happen, from bus drivers, lunchroom ladies, counselors, teachers, everybody. I know the podcast, is. we've said it numerous times, times Derek's mom was a teacher mom was a, a teacher and a principal so very special to us so thank you ladies so much for coming in we want to thank the ladies for coming in again for that interview uh, you know I've listened to it now a couple of times and uh and I mean of course I think y'all know that my children go to North Point but still just uh some very pertinent information uh that I'm taking uh both for my son who is a junior and then my daughter who is an eighth grader um so just some good advice uh some good lessons um that we want to take with us and as as we're kind of going through the process uh and just really looking forward to that so uh Matt again that was a great interview thanks Derek that's the kind of special episode that you want to have here on the UTW podcast we talked uh Derek and I've talked several times about what we have coming up on Wednesdays coming up in the spring a lot of different election stuff but Derek you always want people looking out for your children people looking out and working hard for your children and doing steering them in the right direction when it comes to their schooling and those three ladies and Goss, Deanna Wood and Candy Garrison all work very hard and are very passionate. Again, Derek, I said several times in the interview, over 60 years working in school counseling. So just a special interview for those uh, with those ladies and something we're going to try and do every year, Derek, uh, because there's different changes and stuff like that. So thank you to them again. Thank you for Coach Case to allow them to come over and be a part of the UTW podcast. And thank you to our listeners. Hopefully they'll listen to it several times and learn a lot about what their kids maybe aren't sharing with them uh, each and every day when it comes to uh, their future, when it comes to schoolwork. So if there's nothing else, I'm Matt. And I'm Derek. Join us next time under the water tower.